Welcome to the Project Management Audio Digest, a series of project management audio teachings and instruction by project management author, trainer, and coach Phil C. Akinwali. No part of this publication may be reproduced, transmitted, transcribed, stored in a retrieval system in any form or by any means without the written permission of Prasian Media, LLC. And now, let's join Phil in the classroom to learn about Chapter 3 in the Pinball Guide. Hey friends, how you doing? It's your buddy Phil here, Project Management Trainer and Coach. I hope you are on to a great start with this curriculum. We have covered Chapter 1 chapter two and now we're on to chapter three chapter three is titled the role of the project manager what is the role of the project manager to get stuff done to get stuff sorted to get things in motion to keep things in motion and to get to the end line that's really what it is in a nutshell so what does the pmi tell us the role of the project manager is let's open our favorite book and by now, if you didn't know, favorite book means the Pembok Guide. So let's go to page 51, section 3.1. What does it state? It states, the project manager plays a critical role in the leadership of a project team in order to achieve the project's objectives. This role is clearly visible throughout the project. Many project managers become involved in a project from the initiation through closing. However, in some organizations, a project manager may be involved in evaluation and analysis activities prior to project initiation. So this is a very true statement. In fact, I had a couple of students in a well-known technology firm that said, Phil, majority of our hours for the PMP exam are from initiating and planning. Can we still get certified? Sure you can. So anyway, in a nutshell, the project manager should be leading. Leadership is the key to effective project management. Now, I know the profession is called project management, but the word management is different from the word leadership. In the words of Steve Jobs, management is about persuading people to do things they do not want to do, while leadership is about inspiring people to do the things they never thought they could. Isn't it true? Management, making people do what you want them to do, what you think they should do. But leadership is making people do what they never even imagined, off the charts, totally off the scale. And this was exemplified in Steve's life, making people do the somewhat impossible. There was a story of when they were setting up software for one of the Apple packages and he asked for software to draw perfectly rounded edges in a square. And the programmer said, it can't be done. There's no way we're going to do it. It, it. it has to have 90 degree angles. There's no way we can get the rounded edges. And Steve said, it is possible. And he took him out for a walk and showed him, look there, there's their car windows with rounded edges. And he showed him all the possibilities and why he needed to do it. Long story short, the guy came back the next day and the software was working perfectly 
drawing those rounded edges. So when you think about the project manager, the project manager should be the one holding the cape, saying, put it on, you're Superman, you can do it. I know you can do it. You can get this done, and you can even get more done. That's the A game the PM needs to bring. Encourager, motivator, inspiration, whatever you want to identify the project manager as positively, to bring that energy, to bring that conviction to the team, to bring that vision, that's exactly what the PM is meant to do. Now, on the PMP exam, you'll find the questions exemplifying this mindset. Some people feel the PM is lower down on the scale and the functional managers and the VPs and the directors, they're higher up, the project managers are lower down. No, it's not. No, that is not true. Rather, the PM has a prominent role. As you encounter questions on the exam, you need to put the PM into a project-oriented type organization, and you need to see the PM as having a lot of power, a lot of influence, and the ability to make things happen. That's really what it is. So the PM should be motivating people, encouraging them, taking them to the next level, not just on the project, but even beyond. So what this chapter focuses on heavily is the project manager's role as a leader, not just a manager of systems and processes and procedures and operational mechanisms, but leadership in the world of the project manager is all about the people component. You don't lead systems, you manage systems, but you lead people. So when we talk about the role of the project manager, it is very people-oriented. The project manager, as I've said, plays a key role in leadership, and the project manager could be involved in feasibility studies and other associated endeavors before the project starts. But beyond that, the project manager could also be involved in Benefits realization. That's right. The benefits management plan is a plan that outlines the benefits from the project and when and how those benefits will be delivered. When the project is complete, the project manager could be involved in the realization of benefits. Yes, we've got the system installed, but are we reaping the benefits? Yes, we've updated the standard, but are we reaping the benefits? And ultimately, the project manager should tailor the project manager role to the firm, to the program, or even to the project. So project managers are not meant to be applying the PMBOK guide in a cookie-cutter way, but we are meant to be tailoring what we do to the good of the firm to the specific nature of the firm. The project manager should have various types of knowledge, project management knowledge, technical knowledge, and also an understanding, a deep understanding of what leadership is all about. And what is leadership? The true measure of leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. If you're not influencing, you're not leading. The project manager should also possess knowledge in these areas, technical knowledge, 
strategic knowledge, and business knowledge, and this will equip the project manager to successfully complete the project. Let's talk about the project manager as a conductor. We can use this analogy of a conductor in an orchestra to further describe what the project manager's role on the project is. The project manager is really a conductor of sorts. Think about it. There are roles in an orchestra. There are roles on the team. The project manager is like the conductor responsible for the team, responsible for the tempo, responsible for ensuring people know when to come in and when to back out. The project manager should have knowledge and skills, including technical knowledge, just like the conductor knows a little bit about almost every instrument being played in the orchestra, if not every instrument. And the conductor also knows a lot about music itself, music theory. So the project manager should understand the technicalities of the project. I sometimes hear the odd complaint from functional managers, IT specialists, or engineers. They complain, project managers don't know enough technically. Well, the PMI have introduced the talent triangle, which indicates three areas of abilities that the project manager should strive towards. Project managers should strive to be aware of the project business areas, if nothing else. Knowing about the business could greatly help the project manager gain inroads in a new firm and influence. Project managers should strive to be aware of their project business areas, if nothing else. As a project manager, get to know your leadership team, CIO, CEO, CTO, VP, directors, managers, and know what makes the business tick. Then, build upon that. Try to get some technical know-how and technical knowledge that will enable you to lead the project more successfully. I remember when I was a project manager, just moving from an aerospace project, trying to get into the IT business department, and IT effectiveness said, well, have you done this before? I said, well, I've got a certified internet webmaster certification, and I know a thing or two about building websites. And the question was, have you developed test scripts and use cases? And that sent me scrambling to know more about it. Now, I had done some minor testing, but nothing to the degree that I was about to be exposed to. And I sunk myself deep into it. And that's how I got on the fast lane of writing hundreds of lines of test scripts and lots of use cases. Technical know-how, the little edge I had, being a certified internet webmaster, got me in the door. And that took another two years of my career, time well spent. So ultimately, the application of all of this knowledge, technical knowledge, business knowledge, and so on, is going to get you to your final deliverable and your end goal on the project. Definition of a project manager. A project manager is different from a functional manager and the operations manager. Typically, the functional managers focus on providing management oversight for functional or business units 
and operations managers are responsible for ensuring that business operations are efficient. The project manager, on the other hand, is the person assigned by the performing organization to lead the team that is responsible for achieving project objectives. Now, that could be a tall order, especially when the project manager does not have authority over these folks. Leading without authority is a huge balancing act that the project manager needs to perfect, and it comes with experience. It comes with going through the school of hard knocks, trying various approaches and formulas, learning what works and what doesn't. When the project is done, what happens to the project manager? The project manager leaves. That's the end of the project. Closed. But not so for the functional managers or the operations managers. Not so for those folks. Those folks are going to be on the ball for a long time. Project manager goes off the ball. Operations managers, functional managers, they'll be right where you left them. Come back in two years, I guarantee you. You're still going to find Mary, Frank, Drake, and Jack. Those folks who manage the operations and the functions. Now, let's move on and talk about the project manager's sphere of influence. Project managers play various roles within their sphere of influence. Within the sphere of the project, the project manager should be leading the team to meet objectives. The project manager should be communicating, using great interpersonal and management skills, balancing conflicting and competing goals according to the PMBOK Guide. The PMBOK Guide states that the top 2% of project managers show superior relationships and communication skills. That means communication skills are essential for great project management. When you read that communication skills are essential, break it down a little bit further into the three components, words, tone of voice, and body language. And going by Professor Emeritus Albert Morabian's experiment, in a face-to-face -face setting, 7% of the communication is accounted for by the words. 55% of the message comes across in the body language, and 38% in the tone of voice. So that tells you the project manager is definitely an expert in body language and tone of voice, subliminally or not. The project manager brings the right level of energy at the right time, the right eye contact at the right time, knowing the right words to speak, but backing that up with impeccable body language and tone of voice. The top 2% of project managers show superior relationships and communication skills. I want to be in that top 2%. How about you? How do you think you get into that top 2%? Practice makes perfect, folks. You got to practice. You got to keep on sharpening that saw. Keep on at the grindstone. That's how you get it done. Use everything you can because you want to be in that top 2%. So, 
The next thing on the agenda is organizational influence within the project manager's sphere of influence. There are interactions with other project managers within the organization. The project manager should proactively interact with other project managers and be aware of the resource demand on other projects and, of course, on the specific project at hand. The project manager should be aware of funding priorities, deliverables, goal alignment, and the project manager should be a project management advocate, upholding the profession at all times. The project manager should demonstrate value of the project management profession, always advancing in effectiveness through increased knowledge and leadership ability. Working with individuals, honesty is the best policy. You never know when you'll be found out. A boss asked his subordinate, Do you believe in life after death and the supernatural? The employee replied, Yeah, I think so. I thought you would, he said. Yesterday, after you left to go to your grandmother's funeral, she phoned up to talk to you. Let's talk about industry influence in Chapter 3 of the Pembok Guide. Within the industry, the project manager should be informed on industry trends, technical support tools, economic forces, and the business environment beyond the organization. The project manager should continuously seek knowledge transfer, transfer of knowledge and knowledge itself, and also integration of that knowledge on the project and within the firm. You might have realized that the PMI is big on knowledge management in the Pembok Guide 6th edition, there is an entire process dedicated to this called Manage Project Knowledge. The project manager should also contribute knowledge and expertise at various levels where possible. The project manager should participate in training and development in project management. For example, a project manager could do what I did, conduct lunch and learn sessions and interact effectively within the project management professional discipline. In a previous organization, I realized a need for training, equipping my peers and getting them ready for the PMP exam, as many of them had failed on a previous edition. So I set up shop and told my boss what I intended doing and asked for his advice. He thought it was a good idea, asked his boss, and his boss said, well, you know, where there's food, there they gather. And of course, First session with free lunch was a blast. It was a hit. And even without the free lunch in subsequent sessions, people brought their lunch in and I ran these sessions for several months, getting over 50 of them certified. This was not in my job description. So when it comes to being an advocate of project management, take it seriously. It could help the organization in a profound way. People's attitudes 
I should say, towards earned value management, which had been a plague to them for many years, was now embraced by them as a result of training and getting certified. So regarding cross-disciplines, the project manager could be involved in the orientation and education of professionals from other disciplines about project management. They could also be involved in educating other individuals on the advantages of project management and they can be a formal or informal ambassador of sorts. The project manager influences people at various levels. Talking about the project team, the project manager interacts with the project team members, gives direction and gives support. The project manager also interacts with resource managers and sponsors at a higher level. The project manager interacts with governing bodies and steering committees as well. And the project manager needs to align the project to the vision of those key stakeholders. Regarding suppliers, customers, and end users, we view these entities as important stakeholders that we should feed the appropriate information to. Project Manager's Competencies The project manager should be competent in several areas, and these are exemplified in the PMI Talent Triangle. The PMI Talent Triangle has three prongs, technical project management, strategic and business management, and lastly, leadership. Let's talk about these in a bit more detail. Let's start off with technical project management. At a high level, these are skills to effectively apply project management knowledge to deliver project deliverables. When the term technical project management is used, it refers to skills to effectively apply project management to deliver the project deliverable. Also, this means having the right project management documents and plans available for the smooth and effective running of the project. Within this, it could also imply understanding project success factors, having documentation about the schedule, financial reports, the issue log, and so on, and being able to tailor agile and traditional methods. Lastly, spending time to plan thoroughly and manage various constraints and elements. These and such associated areas is referred to as technical project management. It does not refer to industrial-related technical expertise, such as coding, engineering, development, medical knowledge, and so on. Technical project management refers to skills to effectively apply project management knowledge. Let's move on to the next prong, strategic and business management. This refers to understanding the organization, the business, and associated marketplace. Specific knowledge here could include 1. A high-level understanding of the organization, the strategy, mission, goals, products and services, competitors and the marketplace. 2. Working knowledge of key organizational functions and knowing what those functions do for the firm. 3. 
developing and applying product and industry experience. Four, having business knowledge, which equates to domain knowledge in whichever area you work, be it in aerospace, IT, engineering, healthcare, food services, the arts, whatever it is, be the expert and understand the business. Five, understanding time to market. Should your firm introduce a new product to the market right now? What are the competitors doing in the marketplace? Six, the ability to explain essential business elements. And seven, the ability to develop an effective project delivery. All of this is referred to as strategic business management. Chapter 3. Executing Process Group Scenario Julia, a team member, is extremely interested in the executing process group. She asks Mary, the project manager, a series of questions during lunch to learn more about what a project manager does in executing. The truth is, Julia has registered for the PMP exam but doesn't want her colleagues to know, just in case she flunks the test. I was wondering if you could explain to me what you do in the executing process group on such a humongous project. I know I'm part of it, but I really want to learn the secrets. What do I do when executing? Well, I direct and manage the execution of the project from an integrative perspective, and I execute the project management plan. On a project like this one, there are so many things to be done, but they must all be effectively coordinated and integrated. What are some of the detailed tests you do in this process group? Well, the team is involved in performing quality assurance on the project. Quality assurance involves the project team checking their work processes. Most times, it entails me driving around the site ensuring everyone is getting their work done the right way even before the final deliverables are produced, or should I say exhumed from the site. Jeez, tell me about it. The stench from that site. Gold and precious pearls are not. Anyway... What are we doing on this project that falls into project execution? Executing is all about carrying out the project management plan, remember? Well, that includes our plan for human resource management and acquiring the team through negotiating with functional managers or external agencies that provide temporary resources. Tell me about it. That's how you got me. <laughs> yes, and Deanne, Jim, and Bobby too. It took executing the plan on how to acquire a team using all available resources. Also in this process group, there are team-building activities. We call this the Develop Project Team Process. On this project, we will be taking a trip to the Ancient Ruins Museum, and from there, we will go up to Pinnacle Peak for our barbecue. We shall then spend the rest of the evening watching 60s movies and playing games. Horseplay! Well, that sounds cool. <laughs> it's a lot of fun purposefully to build team chemistry and cohesion to function as a unit. You know how the dig has taken its toll on the team. Exactly. I hear Zakari beats Pinkus to a pulp daily due to the weather delays and such. Not just Pinkus, actually. All of us. Yeah. So how come other project managers don't build this fun in-team building into their projects? Some do, some don't. It's all in the mindset and the flexibility which stems from building these activities into the schedule from the word go. You need to plan it in. 
I mean, how can the team effectively work together if there's no chemistry? Remember the five stages of team development? Yes. Forming, storming, performing, and all that? Exactly. Well, it's important as a project manager that I increase the possibility for the team to develop cohesively. Another part of developing the team is training. Sending the team for training. Like our engineering and IT skills workshop? Absolutely. Did you learn anything from those? Sure. I can see the project from a much wider perspective. And I now understand the value of mining the data I do and how to do it quicker and better. Good. Another process in executing is the Manage Project Team process, also part of the Human Resource Management Knowledge Area. In this process, we- Wait, let me guess. That's where we got told off by you and micromanaged. <laughs> no, not at all. At least that's not how it should be. It's more about observing and conversing with the team, having project performance appraisals, resolving any conflict among team members, and having those one-on-one -on -one touch points formally or informally. Not about bossing the team about. Hmm, interesting. That would explain all those water cooler conversations I hear you having with various team members during lunch. <laughs> so someone's been eavesdropping, eh? <laughs> what else happens in executing? Girl, you are so interested in this. I sure am. Hopefully I'll become a PMP some years down the road like you, Mary. I really look up to your expertise, and I'm just about fed up with number crunching. I want to be a PMP too. You go, Julia. Well, some other key things in executing are distributing project information, such as reports and project documentation, and also managing stakeholders' wants and needs, also called stakeholder expectations. Tell me about it. I hear Salvador Doe is a pain in the neck and Zakari is a weird old bird. Talk about Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Well, this is a challenging client, but we are thankful we have them. Think about how many jobs this project has provided for the organization. Be nice now, Julia. I guess you're right. Their strange demands have provided dozens of jobs. <laughs> and not just that. It has advanced the archaeology and engineering professions. Think about the bright side of it. Anyway, to round this up, since I have a performance review with the team shortly, the final process in executing is called conduct procurements. This is where we, the buyer, send out RFPs, RFIs, and the like to potential sellers for them to respond with proposals. We assess the proposals and select a seller or sellers and award a contract after negotiating. It's as simple as that. Thanks for your time, Mary. Hey, no problem, Julia. Anytime. Executing the project in plain terms. In order to execute the project work, the team needs the project management plan. It is the role of the project manager to ensure that the work is executed according to the plan. The project manager may work with functional managers on the project team to ensure that work being carried out is performed according to the plan and the right quality standards. Let's talk about industry influence in Chapter 3 of the PMBOK Guide. Within the industry, the project manager should be informed on industry trends. 
technical support tools, economic forces, and the business environment beyond the organization. The project manager should continuously seek knowledge transfer, transfer of knowledge and knowledge itself, and also integration of that knowledge on the project and within the firm. You might have realized that the PMI is big on knowledge management in the PMBOK Guide 6th edition. There is an entire process dedicated to this called Manage Project Knowledge. The project manager should also contribute knowledge and expertise at various levels where possible. The project manager should participate in training and development in project management. For example, a project manager could do what I did, conduct lunch and learn sessions, and interact effectively within the project management professional discipline. In a previous organization, I realized a need for training, equipping my peers and getting them ready for the PMP exam, as many of them had failed on a previous edition. So I set up shop and told my boss what I intended doing and asked for his advice. He thought it was a good idea, asked his boss, and his boss said, well, you know, where there's food, there they gather. And of course, first session with free lunch was a blast. It was a hit. And even without the free lunch in subsequent sessions, people brought their lunch in, and I ran these sessions for several months, getting over 50 of them certified. This was not in my job description. So when it comes to being an advocate of project management, take it seriously. It could help the organization in a profound way. People's attitudes, I should say, towards earned value management which had been a plague to them for many years, was now embraced by them as a result of training and getting certified. So regarding cross-disciplines, the project manager could be involved in the orientation and education of professionals from other disciplines about project management. They could also be involved in educating other individuals on the advantages of project management and they can be a formal or informal ambassador of sorts. The project manager influences people at various levels. Talking about the project team, the project manager interacts with the project team members, gives direction and gives support. The project manager also interacts with resource managers and sponsors at a higher level. The project manager interacts with governing bodies and steering committees as well. And the project manager needs to align the project to the vision of those key stakeholders. Regarding suppliers, customers, and end users, we view these entities as important stakeholders that we should feed the appropriate information to. Project Manager's Competencies the project manager should be competent in several areas, and these are exemplified in the PMI Talent Triangle. The PMI Talent Triangle has three prongs, technical project management, strategic and business management, and lastly, leadership. Let's talk about these in a bit more detail. Let's start off with technical project management. At a high level, these are skills to effectively apply project management knowledge to deliver project deliverables. When the term 
technical project management is used, it refers to skills to effectively apply project management to deliver the project deliverable. Also, this means having the right project management documents and plans available for the smooth and effective running of the project. Within this, it could also imply understanding project success factors, having documentation about the schedule, financial reports, the issue log, and so on, and being able to tailor agile and traditional methods. Lastly, spending time to plan thoroughly and manage various constraints and elements. These and such associated areas is referred to as technical project management. It does not refer to industrial-related technical expertise, such as coding, engineering, development, medical knowledge, and so on. Technical project management refers to skills to effectively apply project management knowledge. Let's move on to the next prong, strategic and business management. This refers to understanding the organization, the business, and associated marketplace. Specific knowledge here could include 1. A high-level understanding of the organization, the strategy, mission, goals, products and services, competitors and the marketplace. 2. Working knowledge of key organizational functions and knowing what those functions do for the firm. 3. Developing and applying product and industry experience. 4. Having business knowledge, which equates to domain knowledge in whichever area you work, be it in aerospace, IT, engineering, healthcare, food services, the arts, whatever it is, be the expert and understand the business. 5. Understanding time to market. Should your firm introduce a new product to the market right now? What are the competitors doing in the marketplace? 6. The ability to explain essential business elements. And 7. The ability to develop an effective project delivery. All of this is referred to as strategic business management. And finally, let's talk about leadership. Skills to effectively influence the project team. John C. Maxwell says the true measure of leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. Another favorite quote from John states, He that thinketh he leadeth and has no one following after him is only taking a walk. Lots of project managers taking walks. We don't want to be one of those. We don't want to be one of those taking isolated walks thinking we're leading, do we? So as project managers, we need to gain influence to be great leaders because leadership is really all about influence. Leadership skills include being able to receive a business vision, absorb the vision, and share the vision with team members. That's the first thing. Two, 
being able to articulate goals and objectives. Three, being able to dream about the business and translate dreams for others. For example, if a stakeholder has a vision and dreams about a project, a project deliverable, or a capability for the organization, as the project manager, one should be able to listen to what that person has to say and effectively render a clear interpretation. In other instances, a group may receive a vision from senior management and the team could be totally at sea, clueless, lost about the vision's meaning, and in utter disarray. Let's say they don't understand what senior management really wants. But as someone with vision casting skills, you should be able to explain the vision more clearly for them to execute upon. Let's move on to four. Effective leaders should be optimistic and positive. Don't be a dark cloud because that's going to transmit negative energy to other people on your project. I remember when a previous manager of mine got so mad and broke a piece of glass in his office. That negative energy went straight on to his subordinates. To make matters even worse, that same behavior was replicated by another individual just a few weeks down the road. Have you ever been on a project or been in a firm and you see someone coming down the hallways, coming down the corridor, and you quickly take a detour because you know they're going to ruin your day with negativity. Don't we all know them? We don't want to be like that. You don't want people to be taking detours when they see you coming down the hallway. We need to be optimistic and positive. Five, effective leaders are collaborative. They're respectful of others, selfless, and able to give credit to others to whom it's due. Six, effective leaders can manage relationships and conflict, and they are lifelong learners and results-oriented. They have the get-stuff-done mindset. I call it the GSD mindset. More on leadership. Obviously, without great leadership skills, the project would fall flat, right? Other skills and abilities the project manager should possess and practice as a leader include being able to manage conflict, being able to manage relationships, build trust, satisfy concerns, seek consensus, balance competing demands and opposing goals, apply persuasion, being able to negotiate in good faith and honestly, compromise and conflict resolution skills, developing and nurturing personal and professional networks, taking a long-term view that relationships are just as important as the project, and continuously developing and applying political acumen. And that concludes a review of the PMI Talent Triangle. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about politics, 
power and getting things done. Monitoring and controlling process group scenario. The project team is not doing well. Their earned value metrics are totally off. And Zakari, the chairman of the board, is an angry man. He meets with the company executive team several levels above the PM's authority to voice his displeasure. Liz, can you get uh, Mr. Zachary on the phone for us? Yeah. Today? Working on it. Take that stick out of your mouth. You know what? Lighten up. Don't talk to him like that. Hi, I'm not... Zachary, we're uh, we're ready for you in the conference room. Uh, who's all there? Martha's here. Hey, this is Bill. This is Bill. Hi, Professor. I've had you on my mind most recently. Uh, I I want to really express that I think you are the most incompetent team I have ever hired in my life. All of the milestones that we've gone over are late. Everyone, nothing. You should be three quarters of the way through this. You might even be approaching half. You're over budget. I, I, I'm just beside myself. Well, we've had some delays with weather. We're about a third of the way into the project, but the, the weather concerns are legitimate there. No, and, you, you and have also mentioned weather concerns. You don't know that they have sandstorms there. You, you, did, you didn't put this into any kind of. Uh, I just, I, 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 I don't even know what to say. Your but, FBI is at point five. Your CBI is at point four. I, come on, people! What are you doing? We've we've looked at the satellite imagery. We can confirm that there's been some weather delay uh, challenges. It set a crew, and the natives are breathless. Is a there. We're not, not going to get those problem. guys out there digging there with a risk of losing someone's life. For all this, uh, there are safety issues uh, here, Professor, that we're concerned about. We're trying to work through those. Well, I've already depleted just, I mean, absolutely everything I can in this budget of this project. So, I, I don't know. The tax that we were talking about should have happened last week. Give us a couple more days. We'll see what we can do to catch up. A couple more days? You're already four days behind, so I'm going to give you a couple more. I, I, this is, I can't, I, I just, I don't know what. I, I'm done with this. Uh, call me when you have something relevant to say to this. Okay. okay, Professor, we'll get back to you. Thank you. Well, that was kind of a failure, guys. Well, you know, it's legitimate. There has been sandstorms there. There are some weather delays. And those those guys over there, those 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 tribes people, those local folks there, I mean, they're real superstitious about this stuff. They're, su you know, they're not going to move in until the weather's clear. They're, they're superstitious. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Some days later, Zakari meets with the team again. Professor Zakari is holding a meeting with Pincus, the CEO, and the executive team.
even though Pincus reports to Sekari once a customer. But the chairman of the board, he doesn't spare him as he goes off on the team during a weekly meeting. You ready for the call? Yep. Liz, you want to make that call for us? Sure. Professor Zachary. Professor Professor Zakari, you're on lot you're on speaker. Ah my friend, who's there? Professor, this is Bill and we have uh Martha's here. Hi Martha. Mr. Pinkus. Mr. Pinkus is with us here. Oh, Pinkus, my good friend, how are things? Oh, they're just wonderful. We're going to discuss them now, right, Bill? Yes, we are. Very good. I've been uh, looking forward to this call. I've had it uh, on my calendar to see about uh, any improvements there might be on the project. Are well, there I... any improvements on the project? Well, oh, we've... Can you hear me okay? We're still in recovery from the, the windstorm, and uh, I know that we're, you're concerned about the artifacts. The wind, the, what, why is the windstorm holding us up? Well, the damage from the windstorm. We're, we're working in a recovery mode to what? make repairs from the windstorm so we can was move forward a, with the dig. Was there a plan B for weather in this thing? Well, there is a clause in there for the uh, the agreement that uh, we would move forward there, but when there is... You, know, you know, this whole project, I mean, it's one thing after another. I mean, I, I just, it, 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 it appears to me that you people uh, perhaps don't know how to do a project. You need a PMO. You need a schedule development, a formal schedule, and a risk control. We HR. are working. Speaking of HR, are, Martha, are you there? Yes, uh, I'm here. What are you doing there? What do you do for a living? You need to get your act together and hire some more PMPs, like yesterday. Okay, we're working on that, sir. Thank you for suggesting that idea that we are working on that. Call the PMI and ask for them. You guys don't know what you're doing. Your project management skills are... They they stink. Thank you, by the way. Are you SOX compliant? Do you know what SOX compliant means? No,
Okay, Bye. Good, goodbye, Professor. Thank you. All right. So he was mad. Okay, listen. I want a PMO, and I want it now. Bill, Mary, Martha, everyone, I want you to put this thing together and make it happen. Our competitors are all over this stuff, and we don't even have a scheduling tool. I want Primavera, MS Project, Plan View, Change View. I want it all, and I want it now. I want weekly reviews with the team. I want daily stand-up meetings. I want PDRs, FDRs, PMRs. I want all the R's, and I want it fast. Yes, sir. You got it. Liz, I want you to get on the horn to the PMI and get me five boxes of PMBOK, the PMBOK guides, and five boxes of templates, and I want them tomorrow. Get them shipped out of here, and I want you to find us a coach, a trainer, someone who can train us in project management, and I want that person fast. Put out the rib, IFB, IFN, whatever you need to do. I want someone in-house and teaching project management fast. We need to improve our project management, and I want someone who will grill the crap out of all of you. Do you hear me? Got it. Got it. Give us a day. Today. Monitoring and controlling the project in plain terms. While the work is being executed according to the plan, the project manager and the team should monitor and control the work being accomplished. This could include the project team members checking work results to ensure accuracy. The project manager and the team should also review work results of other individuals, such as vendors, contractors, or other resources external to the project. Politics, power, and getting things done. When you hear the term politics, what comes to mind? A sleazy political animal? A senior manager? A project manager? You see, according to the Pembok Guide, politics and its associated elements are not good or bad, positive or negative alone. The better the project manager understands how the organization works, the more likely he or she will be successful. In order to understand politics, the project manager needs to look at the big picture and where politics comes in. When we hear the word politics, it's important that as project managers, we shouldn't construe this as negative. Think about what the project manager needs to know to get the job done. The project manager should be a political animal. The project manager should have allies. Let's be honest. Let's be frank and sincere. Politics exists, whether you like it or not. Next, we have informational power. 
Informational power is because of one's control or distribution of the information. If you have information that people could use, knowing you have that information could make you become more influential with them. Referent power. Power due to respect or admiration others have for the project manager. Due to charisma, likability, and a magnetic personality. Referent power. Respect or admiration others have for the project manager due to charisma, likability, and a magnetic personality. So get on the bandwagon so you won't be swallowed up. Know your allies and make those stakeholders who are negative your cheerleaders. I've seen it happen to me. It can happen to you. I had a stakeholder who was totally negative and the stakeholder had every right to be because we were not meeting our service level agreements in this particular firm. As soon as I put myself into the stakeholder's world and changed my perception and attitude, unbelievably, that stakeholder became a much treasured stakeholder. So being aware of politics, being aware of power, could help a project manager if the right action is taken on it. Let's talk about various types of power in the firm at the project manager's disposal, depending on the situation at hand. Positional power. When you hear positional, it is due to the person's position. Positional power is also known as formal, authoritative, or legitimate power. And this is power possessed simply because of one's position or title power because one is the project manager, whatever that may look like. Next is informational power. Informational power is due to one's control or distribution of information. If you have information that other people could use, knowing you have that information could make you become more powerful or more influential with them. Referent power. Referent power is as a result of respect or admiration that others have for the project manager due to charisma, likability, and a magnetic personality. Situational power. Power gained due to unique situations such as specific crisis, personal or charismatic charm, and attraction. Relational power. Power possessed as a result of affiliations, networking, or connections and alliances. Expert power. Power possessed because of one's industry, technical, or specialized experience. Also, as a result of training, education, or certifications, one could be an expert. Reward power. Power due to the ability to reward an individual. Punitive or coercive power. Power due to the ability to invoke discipline or negative consequences. Ingratiation. 
influence gained by the application of flattery or other common grounds to win favor or cooperation. Pressure-based, limiting people's freedom of choice or movement to gain compliance to desired action. Guilt-based, sending them on a guilt trip, making them feel guilty. Guilt makes them concede by an imposition of obligation or sense of duty. Persuasive power, the ability to provide arguments that move people towards a desired course of action. Avoiding, refusing to participate. These power types are certainly a possibility on your exam. Know them well. Let's move on to the leadership styles of the project manager. These are leadership styles that the project manager could use. The first is laissez-faire. This is a handoff approach typically effective with capable stakeholders that have proven they do not need micromanaging or close management. The philosophy is you can make your decisions, you're capable, and you do not need to be babysat. Transactional. This leadership approach promotes compliance by using a transactional approach, depending on who the transaction is with on a case-by-case -case basis, also known as management by exception. For example, the project manager's leadership transaction with Jill might be different from her transaction with Bob because each has specific wants and influencing variables. They all have different reward preferences and leanings. Servant leader. The servant leader demonstrates commitment to serve and put other people first. Transformational. Empowering followers through behaviors, inspirational, motivational, encouragement, innovation, creativity, and individual consideration. Charismatic leadership, the ability to inspire with high energy, enthusiasm, self-confidence, and strong convictions. Interactional, this is a combination of transactional, transformational, and charismatic. Now, you've often heard the term, I'm going to manage that person, or I'm a leader, Let's talk about the differences between two words that people often use interchangeably but are not, by any means, interchangeable. I'm talking about management versus leadership. Do you remember that quote by Steve Jobs, summarized as, Management is about persuading people to do things they do not want to do, while leadership is about inspiring people to do things they never thought they could. Well, let's explore these differences. So when you hear the word management, management rely on control. Leadership inspire trust. Management focus on systems and structure. Leadership focus on people and relationships. Management maintain, administrate. Leadership develop, innovate. Management direct. Positional power, leadership, guide, influence, collaborate. Management, 
focus on operational issues and problem solving. Leadership focus on vision alignment and inspiration. Management accept the status quo, do things right. Leadership challenge the status quo, do the right things. Management focus on the bottom line. Leadership focus on the horizon. Management focus on near-term goals. Ask how and when. Leadership focus on long-range vision. Ask what and why. So, in summary, taking a look at management and leadership, there is no right or wrong, good or bad. But there should be a balance. When you think about management, think about systems, processes, procedures, physical resources, and administration. When you think about leadership, think about the relational element, people. Let's talk about personality. There are terms that could be used to describe individual characteristics or traits people possess. Including how they think, feel, and behave. Now, I'll just give you a few of these terms really quick: authentic, showing genuine concern; courteous, possessing good behavior and etiquette; creative, abstract, innovative, out of the box; cultural, awareness of values, norms, and beliefs of others; emotional, being emotionally intelligent and in touch with others' emotions. Intellectual measure of intelligence, managerial measure of management practices and potential, political measure of political intelligence and the ability to make things happen. Service oriented evidence of willingness to serve other people. Social. Ability to understand and manage people. Systemic, possessing the drive to understand systems and build systems. These terms could be used by the project manager to describe individual personalities of stakeholders. Let's take a break. Come back and talk about performing integration. Performing integration. This is a preamble into Chapter Four. Pretty much, integration is the combination, unification, and coordination of various processes in project management. You see, project management is not linear. It doesn't follow a cookie cutter method, process, or procedure. Even though, in the studying of project management, it follows a system. For its delivery, for the convenience of the delivery, but in the application of project management skills, on a project, real world, it goes beyond the linear presentation of chapters in the PEMBOK guide. Chapter four is all about integration. This sets expectations for what lies ahead. The project manager's role is twofold in integration. One. Work with the project sponsor to understand the strategic objectives, and two, 
ensure the alignment of the project objectives and results with those of the portfolio, program, and business areas. In this way, project managers contribute to the execution and the integration of the strategy. When project managers understand the reason behind the project, or the why behind the why, then they are able to effectively contribute to the execution and integration of the strategy. Project managers are responsible for aligning the team to have a unidirectional focus on what is essential at the project level, and this is achieved through the integration of processes, knowledge, and people. So when using the term integration, be aware that integration is a critical skill for project managers. Integration can take place at three levels, and these are the process level, the cognitive level, and the context level. Let's talk about all three. Performing integration at the process level. At the process level, project management involves applying a set of processes and activities to achieve the project's objectives. Some of these processes may take place once, while many others overlap and occur several times throughout the project. So, you could have the process develop project charter taking place once, but you can have control schedule, for example, or control costs happening several times throughout the project. At the process level, an example of this overlap and multiple dimensions is as follows. A change in a requirement is raised. Let's say one from scope management. The change may imply a deviation in schedule. That's another area. Schedule. Assume one possibility for minimizing the impact of this change is to assign more resources to the project. That's a third area. Resources. Therefore, this change, we can say, is affecting scope, schedule, and resources. This change may result in higher costs for the project. A fourth area. So, for want of a change to requirements, the schedule was modified. Resources increased. Cost increased. And a higher likelihood of going over budget emerged. And this could lead to stakeholder dissatisfaction, and several associated changes in some instances could even lead to project shutdown. From this illustration, you can see that processes integrate at different levels. Time, cost, scope, risk, stakeholder, you name it. Let's move on to the next one here, performing integration at the cognitive level. This deals with the project manager's perception. What is the method for managing a project? The size, 
how we understand it, the project complexity, how we perceive it, and organizational complexity. All of that could dictate our method for managing a project. What are the personal skills and abilities of the project manager that could also dictate how the project manager decides to manage the project? Leadership, technical skills, business and management skills. All of these lead to how the project manager decides to manage the project. A project has a small chance of success when the project manager fails to integrate the project processes where they interact. And finally, let's talk about performing integration at the context level. At the context level, focus is on changes to project management over time and the context in which business and projects exist. Changes over the years have been exemplified in new technologies, social networks, social media, multicultural aspects, virtual teams, and, of course, new values. People are now much more culturally aware. Social media is blowing up and virtual teams are well in existence. The project manager should ask, though, how can we best use these elements to achieve success on the project? Regarding integration, thinking about how the different components come together is huge in the world of project management, and that is exactly what the PMI is trying to make you aware of. Now, let's talk about a final concept, integration and complexity. A project may be described as complex, perhaps even as difficult to manage. But what does that mean? This could mean intricate or complicated. Complexity within projects is as a result of three dimensions of complexity. Let's talk about these. 1. System behavior. The interdependencies of the components and systems could be seen as complex. Human behavior. Interaction between diverse individuals and groups could be seen to be intricate or complex. Ambiguity. Emergence of confusion and people being confused about the project or different pieces of the project. This could also stem from a lack of understanding or it could be as a result of the emergence of understanding, which could lead to greater perceived complexity. So while you may not know much and not be confused, knowing more could lead to an additional level of complexity. Have you ever been in an experience where you thought you knew the limits of confusion that you were experiencing only to be exposed to 
more knowledge about the situation or thing and come away even more confused by knowing more. So complexity itself is a perception of an individual based on personal experience, observation, and skill. Someone's pulling hair out and saying, oh, this is complicated. And another person says, no big deal. This is right down my alley. Rather than being complex, a project is more accurately described as containing complexity. Portfolios, programs, and projects may contain elements of complexity. So, when one uses the term complicated project or complex project, this is probably what is being referenced. When integrating a project, the project manager should consider elements inside the project and elements outside the project. So, complexity as a characteristic or property of a project is typically defined as containing many parts, containing multiple parts, several connections between the parts, dynamic interactions between the parts, and also exhibiting behavior produced as a result of those interactions beyond a simple sum of the parts. We call this emergent behavior. Emergent behavior is the occurrence where larger entities arise through interactions among smaller or simpler entities such that the larger entities exhibit properties the smaller or simpler entities do not exhibit. In conclusion, examining these variables that appear to make the project complex should help the project manager account for relevant sources of complexity when planning the project to ensure integration. In other words, the project manager should ask these questions. What is the system behavior? What is the human behavior? And what are the ambiguous elements, if any, on this project? And that concludes our review of Chapter 3, The Role of the Project Manager. So, the big question, what do I expect on the exam? On the exam, I expect you to be tested heavily about concepts of leadership and power and politics. All of these can be expected in questions. Now, I expect some sort of combination of awareness of leadership with the knowledge areas and processes and tools and techniques and ethics. I am looking forward to a mix-up of these such that it's so fluid and dynamic you don't even know when they've switched from leadership to knowledge area to ITTO being the underlying concept of the question. It's going to be a potpourri of lots of these definitions, folks. So all that you heard concerning powers of the project manager leadership, leadership styles of the project manager, 
I expect that to be rather prominent, especially in the executing areas of the exam, because in executing, you have leadership in the center. So chapter three, the role of the project manager, is basically a blueprint for how the project manager should lead those executing processes. Let's move on to our next chapter. Closing Process Group Scenario Eventually, the team got their act together and successfully closed out the project. I would like to congratulate the team on our great success. As discussed in our last meeting, VAC is $255,000. Amazing job, Mary. We mitigated risks and cut costs in many ways. The X1 module works flawlessly. Zachary and Doe are chirpy, happy folk, and all the treasure was recovered from the site. The logic in the newly built GIS is just pure genius. I must credit Douglas and Max for that. It was impossible for us to fail. Yes, sir. Indeed, our goals were clearly defined. There was a bond of trust and cooperation on many levels, and our risk, cost, schedule, and scope management was spot on. We did get all the support needed from the management. Also, our post-mortem analysis with the vendors was very positive. Other than the minor conflict experienced between Doe's Chairman Zakari and our CCB when things were going downhill, it wasn't a bad project, was it? Exactly. What a wet blanket. Nothing but a bunch of whiners. What did they say during your post-mortem? That's event? enough, ladies and gents. The technical team had minor disagreements, but the overall result was working functional software despite the problems with weather delays. Bill, the program manager, underestimated the weather, but it worked out all right after we all attended those engineering summits conducted by Zachary's group and the project management boot camps from Prazian Media midway. I agree. I cannot fault the team on this outcome. We did all we could to achieve success. Mary, your performance with the team was impeccable. Well done. This calls for a celebration. And from what I gather, Pincus is giving everybody on the team a substantial bonus for this one. Okay, team, that's it. You know what to do. Archive all lessons learned, and I'll see you at the 1600 briefing on the X1 operations and maintenance phase. There is a ton of opportunities in a possible new LOE contract with Doe. Closing the project in plain terms. The final stage in project management is the closing stage. In closing out a project, the project team has several tasks to carry out. The most important tasks are to verify that all the work has been captured in the deliverable or the requirements are inherent in the deliverable. Effective, realistic project management training is crucial for all project managers, PMP certified or not. Prazian Media offers real-world project management training, PMP exam training, CAPM training, leadership training, 
Microsoft Project and Communications Training in Arizona, California, New York, Washington, D.C., Virginia, London, U.K., Canada, and indeed the world. Get PMP certified or learn the basics of project management. Praiseon Media will train you or your team on-site via the Internet, CDs, DVDs, MP3s, or through our books and study guides. Our trainers are real-world project managers with experience in various industries, government, engineering, IT, aerospace, healthcare, and more. Visit www.praiseon.com. That's spelled P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. Or call 480-545-2022 to learn how we can help you build invincible PMP-certified project managers. Stop losing money on failed and unnecessary projects and get your project managers trained to be leaders and trailblazers. Visit http colon forward slash forward slash www.praiseon.com or call now 480-545-2022. Praiseon Media, real world project management training solutions. here for Praiseon Media. Now I earned my PMP certification back in 2007 and that was a few pen box ago, Project Management Body of Knowledge, and we're up to the sixth edition now. So please join me in going through the 49 processes. Let's take a look at the count of processes as broken down by knowledge area in the PMBOK Guide 6th edition. The integration knowledge area has seven processes, six processes in scope, six in schedule, four in cost, three in quality, six in resource, three in communication, seven in risk, three in procurement, and four in the stakeholder knowledge area. It's a grand total of 49 processes in the PMBOK 6th edition. And that concludes Disc 3 of the Project Management Audio Digest. You have been listening to Project Management Audio Digest by Phil C. Akinwali. Published by Praiseon Media. Effective, realistic project management training is crucial for all project managers, PMP certified or not. Praiseon Media offers real-world project management training, PMP exam training, CAPM training, leadership training, Microsoft Project and Communications Training in Arizona, California, New York, Washington, D.C., Virginia, London, U.K., Canada, and indeed, the world. Get PMP certified or learn the basics of project management. Praiseon Media will train you or your team on-site via the Internet, CDs, DVDs, MP3s, or through our books and study guides. 
Our trainers are real-world project managers with experience in various industries, government, engineering, IT, aerospace, healthcare, and more. Visit www.prazion.com. That's spelled P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. Or call 480-545-2022 to learn how we can help you build invincible PMP certified project managers. Stop losing money on failed and unnecessary projects and get your project managers trained to be leaders and trailblazers. Visit www.prazion.com or call now 480-545-2022. Prazion Media. Real-world project management training solutions.